Well, hello, friends. Welcome to another Together What If. Here is my question for you. Do you believe that God is moving in your midst? Do you believe that there is some sort of power or force that is working around in the world around us and even in your life, maybe even through your life? Well, we believe that that is true. And so today we have at the table Jamie and Michelle and me, myself, Jenny, and we are going to talk about together, what if we believed that the Holy Spirit was active and moving and working in our life? So why do we have a white cake before us this morning? Because I like white cake. Classic, no. timeless, no. Okay, tasty. so I just wanted to have it here today because um, I, I hear that Pentecost, which is this coming Sunday, is the birthday of the church. Yes. And it's Jamie's birthday next week. So Happy birthday, princess. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. All right, that's awesome. All right, so the birthday of the church. So tell us a little bit about Pentecost. Yeah, what is and, Pentecost? And the movement of the Spirit. And let's talk a little bit more about that. All right. So Pentecost, 50 days after Easter. Why right? 50 days? 50 days after Easter, right? Yeah. 10 so, days after Jesus goes whoop in the clouds. Correct. Okay. So the ascension. <laughs> the clouds. So the idea of Pentecost is built around the, um, one of the three pilgrim Jewish festivals. Um, basically, it has two different themes to it. The first is the giving of the Torah from the Old Testament is a, is a recognition of that, but it's also of the wheat harvest, the, the, um, the celebration of the wheat harvest. So it's a, it's a way of giving. It was, so the Jewish people were gathering in Jerusalem as one of these pilgrimage holidays to give thanks to God for the work that God is doing in their life. So that's why mm-hmm. in Acts chapter 2, all of these pilgrims were in Jerusalem. It was crowded. They're coming from all walks of life, all different languages, all different experiences, cultures, and they're gathering in this place to give recognition to that. And so what happens that day is that all of these different people are unified by the Spirit. Yes. So, you know, before Jesus ascended, as you said, whooped or however you said it, (laughs) up into heaven, (laughs) that he says... You know, he he's told, he tells them, you know, all right, guys, y'all get your head out of the clouds, go back down to Jerusalem and wait um, and wait for the Holy Spirit, wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what they were doing. They were waiting behind closed doors yeah. and they had this powerful move of the Spirit. It's like a powerful, the, the scripture describes it as divine fire and t- of tongues that just settled on mm-hmm. on the, the, the people in that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was a lot of energy. Yes. A lot of... Uh, I would imagine big emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, so what? So Peter, <laughs> if you remember the story, so Peter, the, the very one who denied Jesus and who was, you know, even afterwards was feeling very, um, I don't know, we find Jesus, on, I mean, we find Peter at the lake and he's, you know, Jesus kind of. Do you love me? Yeah, all that, right? Feed my sheep. So Peter's, Peter's in this weird mind, but, uh, but at Pentecost, everything changes. Uh, to me, if you want to see the power of the gospel, just look at a before and after when it comes With to Pete, the disciples, Peter, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and all the disciples, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, a, there's a boldness to them after mm. Pentecost. And so Peter preaches, but the fascinating thing, and I think we kind of want to nail down on today is that Peter preached in one language, but all these people heard in their own language. Yeah. It was a fascinating thing. So they yeah. all heard. So how does that translate to today? I think I think the spirit. I think one way it translates today is that the our experiences with the Holy Spirit is 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 in comes in a variety of ways. We yeah. all experience. The Let's spirit. talk about that because I think 
some people might have been uh, raised in a tradition where the Holy Spirit and God shows up in one particular way or can only work and move through one particular kind of person or maybe even one gender. Um, and, and really, the, the, what happens at Pentecost, and actually the whole story of the, the Jewish um, Israel family and, and our Jewish heritage, but also the work of the early church, is that God is moving in powerful different ways through a multitude of different people in different contexts and different settings with different backgrounds. That's all throughout the Bible. Um, so I wonder if that also means that the Spirit can show up differently for us as well. So yeah. I'd be curious to hear y'all's perspective of what how you see the Spirit moving in your life. For me, when I get up on uh, in the pulpit to preach or mm-hmm. when I'm talking to someone or maybe I'm just giving a devotional or um, or maybe I could be even driving down my like driving down the road and, and and encounter something or someone I feel this overwhelming tightening in my gut okay. like it feels like this anxiousness is like bottled and pent up within me and it's got to come out and I that's when I when something is not settled in my stomach and in my chest that's when I know that the spirit is about to move mm. or that the spirit is calling me to pause and to look and to mm-hmm. move I have not ever had any moment where I'm hearing this loud booming voice like yeah. Darth Vader speaking yeah. down into me like when uh, I'm reminded when Peter's on the roof and the spirit tells him nothing is unclean and he's like what you know it was just so different <laughs> for me a lot of times the spirit is going to push me out of I will get this nudging to do something. It'll either be send a text or create a connection or share something. Um, and uh, nine times out of 10, it's going to make me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so staying open. But I I can't, I wish I had my journal right here in front of you where I can say, God did it again, you know, where I've done something, sent something, listened to somebody. They were like, you have no idea. That was exactly what I needed right in this moment. And I know it's not me. And so that's the beautiful thing about living in the presence of God in the spirit is like, you don't get to take credit, but you also don't get to take blame when things don't go well, because you know that God is working all things together for good, right? Mm -hmm. And so how does it look, Jamie, for you, because I mean, like you're the pastor, so yeah, you're, you're like all a all wise and knowing one. <laughs> Share us your insights. Well, and I think it's mm. back to your point. It's not. It's not dramatic. It's not. You know, um, but but I I'm humbled every week, week after week, to know that when I stand before a congregation and I speak words that that I work on on putting together and piecing together and praying through throughout the week that God can take that, that attempt and do something extraordinary with it. When somebody walks away and says, that word was for me today, or, or you yeah. see lives changed because of, again, cause of communication, right? I mean, it's just a, it's, to me, it's just an amazing, remarkable thing what the Holy Spirit does through anyone who, um, who stands to speak on behalf of God. Yeah. And, and to your point, I, I want to affirm, you know, that one of the things in Peter's first sermon is he, he uses Joel, um, the prophet Joel, and he says, and on my sons and my daughters, you, um, the, the Spirit will fall. Be, my sons and my daughters both will prophesy. What? And so, wait, stick it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a great witness. And I think, mm-hmm. I think we need to, we need to encourage that, particularly yes. for the, the young girls in our congregations and all of that. And that, that God's got a God has got a, a word to speak through them as well. Yes. And, and prophesying, uh, 
through the Spirit is like usually not very welcome when it's first mentioned. You know, that the prophets in the world are not popular people, and yet the Spirit is using their voice to move us Mm -hmm. in a direction that God wants us to go. And you can look back through history and see that. So share with us this this story that you were um, talking about with the, the pastor. So this bishop, in the Methodist church, we have bishops that appoint pastors to churches, and this is not in our annual conference. This is in another region of the U.S. He appointed this brand-new pastor right out of seminary to this inner-city church, and, um, and it was a dying church. And matter of fact, the, the bishop told the pastor when she was sent there, he said, you know, as you go there, just know that you're going to just love these people, preach, visit, and you'll be fine. And your church so, is probably going to close. Yeah, and your church is going to close in 20 years because it hasn't yeah. seen any new members in like 20 years. So gotcha. so she was kind of, just to be honest, she was disappointed. I mean, that's not what she thought she was going to be doing was right out of seminary. Well, she goes, she prays, she says, okay, Lord, this you're calling me here. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to go. So one day she was visiting a, a parishioner in the hospital, one of her older members, but as she was coming out, she met this new mom, single mom, carrying a baby on her way out of the hospital. She had just given birth, and, um, and, and she, they started a conversation. The mom's telling her how afraid she was because she has no parents, no grandparents. Oh, her yeah. friends are at a different season of life. They're not having children. So she has no one around her with experience. She said, if I just had grandparents... Oh. And she, and the the parent the the minister she's Ding. yeah she's like it's just like this fresh wind just blew through me and all I could see in front of me was all my gray haired congregants sitting there in the congregation and I went back and I shared with them that story and and they started a ministry baby visitors is what they call themselves and they started visiting brand new families within a five mile radius of the church and before you know it they started inviting those families to their church and the church was totally reborn. And the minister says, that would have never been possible if it wasn't for the Spirit speaking through me. Mm-hmm. And she was that. humbled enough to allow the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, what 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 is the Spirit wanting to do through all of us, right? That's right. 100%. That's right. And here's, here's what I hear you saying is like, this is new. That was new, and it was amazing, and the Spirit was leading that, and people were touched, and they were enriched, and God was doing something. But here's the thing. It doesn't work forever. The Spirit will do something new again. And I am the kind of person that loves routine. I can watch the same movie over and over and over again. And yet the Spirit is constantly moving me to do something new. And I can always tell when it's happening because the ce- I call it the ceiling of complexity. It just sits on me so heavy. Mm-hmm. And I just have to trust God and say, Michelle, I'm going to do something new. You're still in the game. You're still doing it. And... And then that's when someone will come to me and say, hey, that song or that message or something, and I will be, yes, God, you're still working. You're still moving. That makes me think of this this little uh, verse in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 43, 18 and 19-ish maybe, and it's something like, I'm making a way in the wilderness. I'm doing streams and making streams in the wasteland. You can't see it now, but it's springing up all around you. And I think that's how the spirit moves. We often can't see it happening. It's not like, often it's not this um, visual, audible thing that's going on. It's this fresh wind. You can't see wind. I mean, like mm-hmm. you can look in the trees and see it blowing, but like mm-hmm. you you can't see the wind. And yet I think that's exactly how the spirit moves. We often can't see it. We often can't feel it. And yet that doesn't mean the spirit isn't moving. However, 
I know that there's probably some people watching and probably we have had these seasons as well where we've we've kind of sat in a, a moment where we felt like the spirit wasn't there. You don't feel the presence we of God. We don't feel the presence of God. Yeah. Like what what's a good word to share with people who feel like they're in that season or have walked through that season where they feel like the spirit the presence of God is not in their midst, yeah. is not moving, is not providing a fresh one. Is there a way that we can seek out the presence of God? Like, um, are we just not tapped into the spiritual realm of the world? And mm. and I will say that I often think that that is the case. Mm. I, I do think that often we allow things like our phones or relationships or other mm. things to distract distract us mm-hmm. from seeing the work of God at, at, at moving mm. in our midst. I think we don't, I think because we're such, we live in such a mobile society, I guess is how you would say it, that we just, we're always on to the next thing. You know, we're always moving to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, that that in the process of that, that sometimes we ignore what God may be doing behind the scenes. God. God is not, oh my goodness, God is not making a facelift of the old in your life. Yeah. God is doing a new thing. He's yeah. not trying to make the next thing happen in your life. He's doing a new thing. And we miss that new because we're looking for the next. But God isn't in the next. God is in the new. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and the now. And the now. And, and yeah. so there, there's, there's a behind-the-scenes work and move the Spirit that we may not be feeling or, or, you know, or, or even experiencing in this moment, but that doesn't mean that God is not at work, behind the scenes, positioning, moving, working in creative ways that um, that maybe we won't even be able to recognize until we look back on it and say, okay, that's dude, it. now I can mm-hmm. see where the Spirit That's why was. I think it's so mm-hmm. important to do some kind of journal or do some sort of way of keeping a record of what God is up to because when you get discouraged, you can say, oh, but... God did that then. You know, I have I keep this five-year journal where um, it's short, but I can look back last year and two years and three years, and I was like, oh, I was praying for that. I was praying mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. I was praying for that. And I think that's just a cool way, but um, that's just my way. But I think it's important for people to find their way. And I think that's what's beautiful about community. And that's what's beautiful about what we call the body of Christ is that Jenny's way and Jamie's way is not necessarily my way, but we can come together and it together, what if we were encouraging one another to experience the presence of God? One way I do it is I show up at the Centering Prayer Group with Carolyn and then I take that practice home with me. When I take walks and I look at the trees and I look up, you know, look up and and just be reminded of God's magnitude and beauty and then practice gratitude and and remembering that the Spirit is doing it all. It is not me. Mm-hmm. He is using me to do something, mm-hmm. but it's not me. Correct. Yeah. So as we wrap up, Jamie, what you got? Well, I was I was trying to find a verse. There's a verse in Jeremiah that I just read because I'm, I'm actually working through Jeremiah right now on my own personal life, and I, I can't find it. But I love the fact, you know, the first half of Jeremiah, he's, he's warning the people that you're going to be taken into exile. Second half is they are in exile. Mm-hmm. And, um, but even in the midst of exile, he, he basically is saying, to them, y'all just hold on, just, just hold out. And, and, and he gives them a word of hope. 
And, um, and he says, you know, because God is at work behind the scenes and he's preparing. Great is thy faithfulness. Exactly. And it's he's, in his lamentations. Exactly. And he's, he's preparing, yeah. mm-hmm. he's preparing you and he's preparing the land again and he's preparing. So, so live in the present, be in the moment, but know that God is at work there, even if you don't see it or recognize it, because mm-hmm. that is just the way God does things. I mean, the, when the disciples showed up in that upper room that day of Pentecost, they didn't know, they, they didn't show up expecting the God spirit to move, right? And God's spirit moved, and, and, and here we are today. And so, so as we close out, I want to say that I think that God's spirit is always moving to resurrection. You know, we, we do have death cycles. I mean, the, the crucifixion was the most blatant death cycle, but crucifixion was not the final word. And the death cycle that you may find yourself in is not the final word. Resurrection is the final word. And so today, I just want to encourage you, and I want to thank you for being with us. And I want to say, you know, when we have these conversations, we really want you to like and share them because we think they're helpful. We want people to know the Spirit of God, and we want them to be able to connect to it and to share it because that's the only way that God's kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. So thanks for being with us today. And as we close out today, I want to encourage you to stay tuned because we have um, a video from a couple of years ago where the team went on the roof. Oh, I can feel redemption on the wind Forgiveness like the tide rolling in Taking up the space where shame has lived Receiving all that you died to give Let the wind blow Let the tide roll Till the earth knows You're God of love And my dry bones Sing a new song All the glory To the God of love Right,
bubbles in the air. We'll catch it if you can. He's moving on the wind. The dawn is breaking. All of your eyes to see. He's better than you dreamed. Everything you lost. Love's returning. Love's returning. Love's returning. Love's returning. Love's returning. Glory to the God of love. 